this is the Girl Me Too podcast. This podcast is for every woman who has ever felt less than, unworthy, or just not enough. It's for any woman who has ever felt wronged by diet culture or society and is just truly fed up trying to keep up. On this podcast, no topic or conversation is ever off limits. We'll talk about all things anti-diet and intuitive eating, body positivity and self-acceptance, health and empowerment, literally all things women. Each episode, we'll dive into inspiring conversations and share powerful stories that help us feel more empowered and more connected than ever before. It's time we take back control of our health, our bodies, and our lives. I'm your host, Amanda Murphy, certified intuitive eating counselor and empowerment mentor for girls. Are you excited? Girl, me too. Hey, girls. I want to chat with you today about a topic that I feel is extremely important, but I don't feel like it's talked about that often, and it's not a topic that, I don't know, I just really don't even see it come up, and that is the topic of building a healthy and positive relationship with fitness and exercise. I feel like in this movement where we're deconstructing diet culture with our anti-diet mentality and the intuitive eating, health at every size, we're really helping the nation build a healthier and more, more positive relationship with food and their bodies. But we're letting exercise fall to the wayside. We're not looking at our relationship that we have with fitness. And now I do know that it is talked about in the book, Intuitive Eating. There was an entire chapter on that. And I have seen it touched on in a few other books, but I feel like in our daily conversations that we're having with each other and on social media, it's not being brought up and it's not being talked about. And it's very important because honestly, if we're going to have an overall healthy relationship with ourselves, with our food, with our bodies, just a healthy being we have to look at the way we engage in exercise and the way that we're moving our bodies and make sure that that's also healthy as well. And I know for me personally, it wasn't until quite some time after I ditched diets and was well on my way into my journey with intuitive eating and building a better relationship with my body that I realized that, hey, maybe I need to look at my relationship with exercise. And once I did and started digging into it, I realized I really had quite a few weeds to dig out of the garden of fitness. So I think it's really important. And I know my past relationship with exercise was very much like a simple exchange of energy. It was like I had tunnel vision and there was only one reason I was even bothering to exercise and that was to burn calories so that I could eat more and, you know, lose weight, essentially. Essentially, lose weight, change my body. And then, of course, you know, because I thought that would make me happier, story for another day because we know that's lies. But... I think we all know that in the back of our minds, we do know that exercise of any kind, walking, biking, running, hitting the weights, yoga, whatever it is, we know that exercise and moving our body is good for our overall health. But do we really think about it at all when we go to work out? Like all the health benefits, like improved stress tolerance, increasing our bone strength, decreasing our blood pressure, putting us at a decreased risk for heart diseases and even some cancers. It improves our mood, our improved energy levels, our improved sleep quality. I mean, are any of these really your driving decision 
to get moving each day? Not to be a meanie pants, but I doubt it. I mean, I know that none of these were on my mind or, um, you know, were really my motivation to work out. And I mean, these are just a few health benefits. They're not even like all the health benefits of moving our bodies regularly. But who would say no to any of these? Who would say like, no, that's okay. I don't want any of those health benefits. I'm good. Really, nobody in their right mind is going to say, no, I don't want any of that. But because diet culture does its dirty thing, we end up exercising in ways that aren't really the healthiest and aren't really the best. And we lose focus on all these healthy reasons why we should be engaging in regular exercise. And some of these unhealthy ways that we're, you know, exercising and engaging in fitness, it just puts our focus elsewhere. And sometimes we don't even feel or notice the benefits of working out. And one of these ways, and really one of the major ways that we're doing this, is we're coupling diet and exercise and we're directly correlating those two together to weight loss and a lot of the times we only embark on a new exercise routine when we diet which means we're reducing the amount of calories and the amount of energy that we're intaking on a daily basis and we're expecting our body to do a heck of a lot more by putting it through this new exercise routine and you know most often with restriction of calories also comes a restriction of carbohydrates which is the most important macronutrient for our body and brain when it comes to energy now let me just sidestep here for a moment and share with you this study done by the international journal of sports medicine because i think it's totally eye-opening and interesting but they did a study that looked at different forms of physical activity such as swimming biking running and looked at how many carbs were used up by the body during that activity for a certain duration and put it in an equivalent to bread slices just you know to give us the idea and so for example they found that running for two miles is equal to three slices of bread and that running six miles is 11 slices of bread. And then they also found that cycling for one hour was equal to 15 to 17 slices of bread. Now that means that, you know, if you're cycling for that one hour, your body is using up the same amount of carbs that is found in 15 to 17 slices of bread. And I think it was crazy, like 26 miles of running, which God bless you if you're running 26 miles. I know I'm not. But it was like 33 to 35 slices of bread. And I'm like, that's like multiple loaves of bread. So I thought it was just so interesting and a a really good way, a good eye opener to see like how much our body needs carbs and how much carbs they, you know, can need, especially if we're doing a lot of physical activities. But okay, so back to my point with this diet and exercise. So we go on the diet and we go on this new exercise routine. We decrease our energy that we take in, we, you know, AKA calories. So we're decreasing the amount of calories that we're consuming and asking our body to do more. So the point is we're undernourishing and underfueling ourselves and expecting that body to do more at the same level and at the same ability. But we always seem to be surprised that it doesn't work out that way. And we end up extremely fatigued and extremely burnt out. I mean, like what happens when you don't put gas in your car? Eventually it stops working when it runs out of gas. I mean, think of a campfire. You put all those logs on it. You light it up. It's a very strong, you know, big fire. But as that, you know, the logs are getting burnt up, 
the fire starts to weaken and eventually it will burn out if you don't put more logs on the fire. Our body is really not not any different. We need to add more fuel if we're going to expect it to perform at its optimal level all the time. If we don't give it more fuel, it's not going to perform the same way. So when this happens, we end up feeling so exhausted and so fatigued that we end up taking, you know, a rest day. We'll say, I'm just too tired today. I'm too sore. I'm too whatever. And, you know, we take a rest day. But then that rest day becomes, you know, a couple of rest days and then it just becomes weeks or months or whatever. And eventually we just chalk it up to that we fell off the wagon and the diet usually goes with it. You know, we'll end up because we couple the two so much when we stop doing one or the other, we just the other one goes. So if you mess up on the diet, quote, quote, mess up, you usually skip the gym and stop working out or vice versa. You miss so many days at the gym or in your workouts so you just forget whatever you were doing with your diet which diets don't work anyways that's another story for another day but this is you can see where I'm going like this is how we end up getting to the burnt out and we end up quote quote falling off the wagon sometimes too we even fall into this trap of letting exercise take over our lives where we pass up on time that we spend with our friends and family to ensure that we hit the gym or we spend multiple hours at the gym each day. Um, you know, if we, we begin to feel stressed or have anxiety, if we feel like we can't get our exercise in for whatever reason, if we can't get to the gym, and these behaviors are actually some of the symptoms of what's called exercise abuse. And, you know, there's quite a few characteristics Um, In addition, where it's, you know, the inability to stop exercising when you're sick or when you're injured, if you're feeling guilty, if you miss a workout, um, even for one day, and even if it's a planned rest day, if you find that, you know, you plan to have a rest day for whatever reason, but you're, you're feeling kind of guilty and a little anxious about that rest day, like, oh, I, maybe I should just go to the gym. I mean, that's a symptom. If you're having trouble sleeping at night, even that can be a sign of overtraining and overexercising. Um, and the most famous exercise abuse symptom, I feel like, is thinking that, you know, if you quote, quote, overate or ate something you quote, quote, shouldn't have, you make up for it or you know, again, quote, quote, make up for it by going to the gym again or going to the gym and working out harder or longer, something of that sort to kind of, you know, again, like I said, quote, quote, try to make up for what you ate. And those are all real symptoms of exercise abuse. And maybe the idea of exercise abuse sounds so silly to you as you're listening to this, but I think it's because or more so I kind of know it's because diet culture perpetuates this idea and concepts around exercise and fitness and our diets and what we're eating that it just seems so normal to us. It's hard sometimes the things that you've been told are so normal to realize that they're not okay and they're not, you know, just because it seems to be normal doesn't mean it's okay. Um, So it, it can seem silly, but it's a real thing. And another way that we can burn ourselves out with exercise and fitness and end up in this falling off the wagon type syndrome is we try to go from zero to 100 in the gym overnight. And what I mean is that we just push ourselves way beyond what we're capable of at whatever given point in time. Um, You know, diet culture creates this idea that if we don't sweat enough, we're not in the gym for a long enough period of time, if we didn't, I don't know, go hard enough, we didn't burn enough calories, whatever, 
that it doesn't count or that it wasn't a good workout. So therefore, a lot of us end up pushing ourselves beyond where we should. You know, if 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 you haven't exercised in weeks or months or maybe, you know, the last several years for whatever reason, you have never really exercised. You've not hit a gym. You haven't had a, a frequent exercise routine and you're not really moving on a regular basis. I mean, maybe you are recovering from an injury, maybe an illness, maybe you have a job that's a desk job or you're just standing in one place all day. Whatever it is, if you just have not been working out, you've not really been moving You can't go into the gym and say, I'm going to run 10 miles today in less than 12 minutes. I mean, you're going to feel it. I mean, and that's just an example, but you can't just push your body so hard when it's so used to being the opposite of what you're trying to get it to do. You have to start a little bit above where you're at and work your way up. I mean, think about it. You're not going to pick up, if you've never picked up weights before in your life, you're not going to start with a 100-pound pair of dumbbells and lift them over your head. You're going to start maybe with 15, 20s, you know, 30s, I don't know. But you're not going to start with that really, really heavy weight because you physically can't. And that theory applies to essentially all aspects of exercise and fitness and you know when we start pushing ourselves way past our limits of where our body's at at any point in time eventually I mean it might feel good for a day or two or even a few but after some time it's going to start taking its toll on your body it causes strains and it puts you at risk for injury and then because it starts to add up and it starts to not feel good it ends up A lot of the times we feel like, okay, well, I need to take a day off. I need a day of rest because we acknowledge that we're not feeling good and we're feeling wore out and and whatnot. But then again, that, you know, one day or two days of rest ends up, you know, coupled with the extreme fatigue. Because again, you remember, you're probably dieting and probably restricting your, you know, energy intake. You end up taking a day or two off for rest and then it ends up maybe being a couple days, a week, a month, whatever. And again, you're finding yourself quote, quote, falling off the wagon. And meanwhile, all of this that I've mentioned, none of it is allowing you to feel the enjoyment of exercising or actually feeling the health benefits that you can feel from exercising because, you know, all of this is coupled with the guilt and the shame of, you know, what you might consider a failure because you missed a couple days or the guilt around not going hard enough or the shame of, you know, missing a workout, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many factors that that play into here that make our relationship with fitness and exercise just not healthy. But I mean, you can kind of see where I'm going. We're looking at fitness at a very black and white sort of, of way and sort of an extreme way when really the point is to just get our body moving for the namesake of health. But Now backtracking a little to this idea that if you don't work out hard enough or long enough that it doesn't count or that the workout and exercises have to have certain criteria placed on them. I mean, that is just utter crap. Um, The CDC completed a study that showed that any movement of any kind for 30 minutes a day for most days of the week could reduce the risk of heart disease by half. Now let's digest that. 30 minutes a day. And they didn't say how you got those 30 minutes in. Didn't say you had to get them in 30 minutes consecutively. It just said 30 minutes a day for most days of the week. 
Most days, if you want to look at it from a number standpoint, I mean, there's seven days in a week. Most of those days would be four out of seven. So four out of seven days, I mean, I think that's a a lot easier than six or five days out of seven or seven out of seven. I mean, I know we all live busy lives, but just moving 30 minutes a day in, in some way most days of the week reduces your risk of heart disease by half. I mean, that's a big decrease for a small 30 minutes a day, four times a week. I think we can all really try to find 30 minutes a day to get moving. I mean, the idea of adding exercise and regular movement into our already busy lives doesn't have to be overwhelming. We can find a few minutes here, a few minutes there to just get some more walking in. It's a good way to look at it that way if the idea of carving out an hour or a solid consecutive 30 minutes from your already busy schedule makes you feel a bit stressed out then don't try to do that right off the bat. Try something small. Just look at your week overall and ask yourself, where can I add in some movement and in what ways? I mean, maybe it is taking the stairs instead of the elevators. Maybe it's walking instead of driving when you can, you know, taking 10 minutes out of your evening and going for a brisk walk or even getting on a stationary bike or doing a couple sets of dumbbell exercises during that hour that you're watching TV at night, if, you know, whatever. Be realistic about it. If the idea of of carving out chunks of time for exercise overwhelms you or you just feel like you can't do that, then just find small ways and be realistic about it for you. Just because you can't get in consecutive 30 minutes five or six days out of the week or you know you can't hit the gym for hours on end that doesn't mean that you just throw exercise out the window I mean I I think we look at exercise in this black and white way of um, you know either I did it or I didn't do it today Um, when I guess it's kind of again like everything it's about perspective if you look at exercise as what I did today or what I didn't do today you're either going to feel really good about it or you're going to feel really crappy about it whereas let's say you track your workouts all the time you just consecutively are tracking them and something comes up where you I don't know whether it's a planned vacation or you're sick and you know you fall ill And you had three days in a row where you did not exercise. And you're feeling crappy because I did not hit the gym or I didn't get my run in for the last three days. Today's day three and it didn't happen. Well, if you look back at your calendar and see that over the past 30 days, you got in 26 exercises, whether, you know, however those are, but you got in movement 26 times out of the past 30 days. That sounds a lot better than saying the last three days I did not exercise at all. Again, it really can be all about perspective. Either you can look at the glass half full or you can look at it as half empty. So how else can we begin to change our mindset and our relationship with fitness and exercise? Well, I think the biggest thing that we can do is just completely forget about what we're quote, quote, supposed to do when it comes to exercise and just do what we enjoy. You know, whatever form of movement that we find enjoyable and we find realistic for ourselves, whether that's dancing, running, hitting the weights, walking, yoga, whatever, making sure that you truly enjoy it is going to make sure that you're more likely to stick to it and that it's something that you're going to regularly engage in. So just choose something you like. 
I mean, it really isn't that hard to find something we enjoy. And you don't have to pick just one thing. Change it up. You know, if you like a few different things, one day do a jog. The next day, go to a yoga class. The third day, hit the gym. You know, the fourth day, go for a walk. Change it up and keep it enjoyable for you. If you don't like it, you're just not going to do it. And that goes for the setting as well. Like if you are somebody who needs to get out of the house and go to the gym to work out because that's where you're going to be most motivated or you feel like you get too distracted at home, then by all means, go to the dang gym. I hated the gym. I absolutely hated the gym so much. I hated everything about it. The fact that I had to get up, put clothes on, not that I hate wearing clothes, but like, you know, I had to put some gym clothes on, whatever, get in the car and drive to the gym. Even though the gym was never that far from my house, like literally five minutes, I hated that I had to drive to it. I hated hated that I had to get out of the car, go into the gym. I lived in Northeast Ohio at the time and it was always cold, like cold more than it wasn't. And I just, I, I didn't like it. And I didn't like, even though I'm a people person and I love to chat, I love interacting with people. I hate having people around me when I'm working out. I really just want everybody to go away. And part of it was insecurities that I did have. But a lot of it is I just like to be in my zone. And I'm a people watcher. So when people were around, I would be distracted by what they're doing. And, you know, kind of distracted by like, okay, are they watching me kind of a thing. And whatever, I could go on. But because I didn't like going to the gym, I didn't like the gym atmosphere. I didn't like the gym It was easier for me to skip my workouts because I did not enjoy them. But I gave, gosh, I gave up my fitness membership, my gym membership, um, my fitness membership. I gave up my gym membership quite a few years ago and I have not looked back. And I started focusing on all the different types of workouts that I could do at home and building up my at-home workout library and tools, whatever. And I love it. I mean, I literally love that I can get up and within five minutes be working out if I want to. And I could work out in my undies. And nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't do. So all of that to say, if you don't like where you're working out, change it. If you don't like what you're doing to work out and to exercise, don't do it. Find what really works for you. And also when we're talking about things that works for us, let me just add in that In addition, making sure that the time that you're working out works for you. If, you know, for example, I, okay, if you follow me on Instagram and we've been friends on Insta for any length of time, you know that I get up usually at the butt crack of dawn to work out, like at 5.30 a.m. Because even though I'm super tired in the mornings and I don't really want to get out of bed and work out, it's going to be when I'm most likely to get in movement because after I start plugging away through my to-do list and get all the work done that I have to get done for the day the last thing I want to do is work out my energy is depleted and I just want to rest relax and do fun stuff or nothing where I know that some people are more like I'm not a morning person and I'd rather get up and do my thing go you know get on with the day and then work out some people are you know, they find themselves night owls and they have more energy at night. You got to find what works for you. I mean, don't sign up for a 6 a.m. class if you hate waking up early and you're not a morning person. But don't get up, go throughout your day, work a 12-hour shift, and then try to hit the gym if you feel absolutely exhausted 
I mean, it, it might take trial and error too. And there is some aspects of sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but you got to try your best to put all the pieces of your puzzle together to make it the most enjoyable, the most convenient, the most doable for you. And everybody's going to have a formula of that that looks different. Another thing I want to mention and I want to touch on intuitive eating when it comes to exercise because exercise can be very beneficial to somebody who is leaving diet culture behind and engaging in intuitive eating and starting that journey to become an intuitive eater again because when we begin our journey with leaving the diet culture behind and we start to unpack all of the um you know the rules and the um mindset of diet culture it can feel extremely uncomfortable and foreign to us because we're basically you know foregoing everything we've ever thought about health and fitness and basically the way to live life and be so it's easy to feel overwhelmed or to feel like you're just not doing anything for yourself as far as your health goes but by engaging in exercise, engaging in regular movement, and focusing on incorporating it into your life and making it fun and enjoyable, you are in a way helping yourself feel more in control of your health and like you're actually doing something that benefits your overall health. And I also wanted to mention that there's absolutely nothing wrong with exercise of any kind. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're walking hiking, biking, yoga, HIIT workouts, um, you know, what is that called? Um, Oh, why can't I think? CrossFit, CrossFit, you know, that stuff's crazy. Like, God bless anybody who does CrossFit. That's really not my thing. Um, But, you know, it doesn't matter how small or insignificant you think it is to how powerful and extreme you think it is. It all fits into the category of moving your body. And again, you have to enjoy it and it's got to work for you. And we just have to realize that no form of exercise is wrong, but we have to be careful not to fall into the dieting weight loss trap when it comes to working out where we're focused on the calories burned and using it as a form of aiding our weight loss or you know burning calories and, and changing our physical body because when we put a lot of rules and conditions around fitness and around exercise it really it, it just ruins it for us essentially it, it removes the fun and the well-meaning out of it and I think the narrative that we have around exercise and fitness really makes a huge different uh, difference and, and that really boils down to our intentions and I'll leave you with this reminder since you've hung on long enough with me here that fitness and exercise and really any regular consistent form of movement for that matter is just meant to bring us an abundance of health benefits and to help keep the overall health of our body in good shape and keep our body moving for a lifetime to come so keep it fun and just keep moving 
Thank you so much for spending this time with me. If you loved this episode as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. Let me know what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you really loved this episode, please be sure to share it with somebody else who you think would love it just as much. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. You truly don't know who can benefit from hearing this conversation or this message. If you want to be friends, and I really would like to be friends, you can find me on Instagram at theamandamurphy or at theamandamurphy.com. And until we chat next time, just remember that you are not alone and that life without dieting does exist. Bye, babes.